the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. So, um, uh, we're going to talk about dicks again or what? Uh, we can talk about dicks. I've I've been eagerly searching for dick news. Why am I not surprised? I really should do this in incognito so I don't have to clear my browser history anymore. You you don't do it yeah, in incognito? You don't do it already like that? What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, you know, it's, it's What happens amazing. if your kid finds your laptop? It's just covered in fucking dicks everywhere. I guess the worst part is I like sometimes if I'm at work and I'm looking for dick news, <laughs> I gotta make sure I clear the, the browser there. I'm just glad that my father in law when he installed the new hard drive on my laptop, he had to go like go online. I was never happier for incognito mode in my entire life. <laughs> Do not want you knowing as a father of my wife what kind of porn I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, I guess. I'm just kidding. I don't watch porn on my laptop. Fucking cell phones all the way, bro. Do you, do you rent it from cable like everyone else? It made it, <laughs> we might need to introduce you to, to Chrome, Google Chrome. What's Chrome? It's, it's something you can suck off a trailer hitch, right? Like suck the Chrome off a trailer hitch, isn't that a thing? That's like a, that's like a thing when you're 56 and you're oh. a carpenter. Oh. Nobody talks like that anymore. Oh, I haven't heard that in a long time, so I was just get curious. Your, get, your new, get some new ones. Like a golf ball through a garden hose? Is I that think, better? I think that was an Andrew Dice Clay joke. In the right? Lately. Yeah. Like a long time ago. Really? long? That long? Yeah. yeah. It's been a while, bro. Yeah. I mean... Uh, this I is the shitty thing about getting older when you realize that all the funny things that you say are only funny to people who are like... Older than age. you. Yeah. Older than you or your age. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I drop a joke on Twitter and like half the time, most people are like, what the, the fuck are you talking about, Grandpa? Goddamn millennials. And, you know, I'm just having a sundown <laughs> moment, I guess. <laughs> oh, don't make, don't make fun of the elderly. I'm going to be one, so I might as well get my kicks in now. All right, uh, to, let's let's hear about your dicks. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a burden, actually. My dicks are a burden. You're talking about my dick news, right? Well, yeah, because, you, you, I mean, most normal people only have one penis, and I do recall changing your diapers at one point. You don't know what, I, you don't know what I've done since then. I know back then you were hung like a light switch. <laughs> I guess not much has changed. Uh, <laughs> that's okay, buddy. Me neither. Me neither. Oh boy. Oh, yeah, that's sad, isn't it? Curse of being Irish, I guess. So uh, I yeah. got I got some I got some dick news. You guys ready? Let's let's hear all about it. Are we ever not ready? It's the beautiful thing about dick news is I I do look at, uh, look at it on my phone, but it's not in incognito. I got to learn how to do that again. Anyway. So uh, the hero that we that we all deserve, not that we need, the hero that we deserve. You guys ready for this story? Is it about is it about uh, Captain America, Tony Stark, Tony Clifton? Is it like oh, Spider Man in that he's shooting webs? No man, Let's just this, let him do it. This this hero, this is the hero that every town deserves, especially here in Massachusetts. Are you ready? Does he deliver? Mid- is he the beer delivery guy? Because that's my fucking hero. Middleborough's council fills potholes after penis graffiti protest. Penis graffiti. I'm impressed. This fucking guy went around and and this this headline comes out. Potholes have been filled in days after penis graffiti was painted around them. Oh, so, I think I saw so this. So was it was oh, it penises was it penises I like going it. into the potholes? Is that what they did? No, 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 no. He circled the potholes with dicks. Just little graffiti. dicks. That's amazing. Like <laughs> Like <laughs> cock and balls, full out <laughs> cock and balls, full dick. That's so good, oh my right? Like, it's so good, full on cock and balls. And I'm like, all right, well, this guy is. That's how we solve problems in this town. This is the guy, who, like this, and so the phallic symbols sprayed around numbers of potholes in the roads. Um, the council said the road mending team was already in the area to fix the the phallus adorned oh, potholes. Sure. I find that I'm hard sure. to believe. Once it was made aware to, to them, so uh, yeah, this guy went around and he was like. I got an idea, and he just went with it, and good for him. Good fucking for him. Uh, are there potholes anymore? There are not more potholes. <laughs> every go. Every penis pothole was filled in. You get a pothole, what you'll a all solve it. Check out my penis while the DJ revolves it. That was good. That was good. Uh, I like what you did thank there. Thank you. Thank you. That was, that was good. Every once in a while. That I was impressive. One. But that, that, I feel like that's going to be one of those things that some people aren't going to get because they're too young. I all well. You know what? I never want to be too young to understand who... Uh, vanilla Ice was. So uh, he's still alive. A man, a man posted some of the pictures on Facebook. Uh, he said he didn't know who painted them, but it was about time something was done about all the potholes. Yeah, sure. Uh, I've done that before. I don't know. I don't know what the where that dick came from, but uh, now that it's there, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, I'm so impressed. I really am. Like I never even thought that would be a good idea. 
So uh, apparently they were everything was being planned out to to carry out the restoration of the streets in Middlesbrough. I'm not sure where that is even, but um, I thought you said Middleborough, and I was like, here in Mass. No, Good for them. definitely not in Mass. This is from BBC News, so I'm assuming it's a it's like a Middlesbrough, England or something like that. Anyway, I, you know, f- for those of you, if uh, anybody out there tries this, let's see what we can do about uh, getting getting us some uh, feedback. See if it takes a couple of days for them to fill in your uh, your your dick holes. You know, honestly, in the United States, <laughs> <laughs> with thin glass rods. Honestly, in the United States, I don't think the dick would do it. No, probably not. Probably no. they'd probably be like, nah, it's not nearly offensive enough. Depending on what state you're in, maybe you just want to draw like a Bernie Sanders advertisement. You know, or I saw somebody. <laughs> I saw people pl- have planted flowers in potholes and things like that. Like, did, like you know, somebody planted a tree, like. But not not the dicks. No, the dicks the dicks were good. The dicks were good. Thank God. Cock and balls everywhere on the roads, you know. So uh, there's just cocks fucking everywhere. I'm gonna in I'm gonna assume that was in an international story, and in, in another international story, uh, if I was the editor of this article, I would I would tell you right now it would not have this headline: Man who touched his penis off on fellow bus passenger while trying to urinate gets suspended sentence. I would have said, man gets off easy after touching penis on fellow passenger. <laughs> That's way better. That's right? Way you should better. Have, you, they should hire you. What what paper is this? Uh, this is on the journal.ie for Ireland. Ah, you know why? They... they they don't they don't take to puns yeah, nicely, no. I guess. But they're the people now, who... Now, that invent- was the New York Post. They invented limericks. I mean... Well, they named a whole fucking town after them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe that's where they invented them. Yeah, the New York Post would have had it in gigantic type on the front page. So the, the judge noted the offense appeared not to be for sexual gratification, but occurred when the man was in need of relieving himself, because that is far less offensive. Let me see if I got this straight. He's on a bus. He needs yep. to pee. The only way he can do that is by touching his dick on someone else. No, no, no. no. So he whipped his dick out, because that's what you do when you have to pee on a bus. You just, right. Like... You know, I kind of, I would like There's to imagine... There's no way his dick was big enough to touch another passenger. If We're I imagine this story, if I, if I had to like, if I had to like, great, 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 tie back to the light switch comment. Proud of me. Yeah, right? Hung like a wee stubby shillelagh. Um, <laughs> so uh, if, if I had to, um, if I had to picture this, right? I picture this man dropping his pants all the way down around his ankles. Well, yeah, that's in what a I power move. Yeah, right. It's a total Asserting power his move. dominance and then just standing there and peeing. This is right? how everyone knows you're in charge. So, uh, what ended up happening was uh, this Dublin man touched a fellow bus passenger's shoulder with his penis, claimed he'd been urinating when the vehicle jerked forward and pushed him towards the woman. Wait, so he touched the bus passenger's shoulder with his dick. Yeah. So he was standing and they she were sitting. sitting. You know what it is? He was just looking for a little over-the-shoulder action. Touching the wrong hole there, I think. Well, she's, you know, she's on a bus. She wants to be safe, so she has to remain seated. But she's going to, like, you know, look over the shoulder and, uh, you know, maybe give a little kiss to the one-eyed trouser snake. You know, I've seen a lot of videos that start out this way, and the women are never happy in them. We watch different videos, I think. <laughs> I just know that I'm never going to ride a bus in uh, China. Oh, Japan. no, no, Japan. It's Japan. Yeah, Japan. It's not China. I'm never going to ride a bus in, in Japan. In China. Yeah, no, Japan, they have special train cars because everybody's touching. Japan just had a, had a penis festival. I, I saw everybody's that. Everybody's touching nuts <laughs> over there. I figured I would stay away from the Japan penis festival. I just That's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. I mean, the other thing, too, is that's a little on the nose. And in the mouth. And in the ear sometimes. Yeah. It depends on where your aim is. So, uh, Thomas uh, McMahon, they even gave this poor guy's out. Oh, the guy's name is out. So, we need to, I need to see what Thomas McMahon from Ireland Thomas like. McMahon, 35 of 18 Avenue in Terriner. Ter- I don't know. They got weird names. Uh, for received a suspended sentence after pleading guilty in a Dublin Circuit criminal court uh, to exposure on a Dublin bus in Crumlane. <laughs> 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 Crumb Lane, conveniently adjacent to Schmegma Ave. Crumlin sounds like something uh. that should be in. Uh, <laughs> Crumlin sounds like something that should be in uh, Urban Dictionary. Crumlin? Yeah, like. Uh, All right, Urban Dictionary fan, get your shit together. We need that. Crumb Lane. Crumlin. Dublin, uh, Dublin bus in Crumlin. In Crumlin. Dublin and Crumlin. You think they did that on purpose? They were like, ah, oh, I, I know how to fuck people up. We're going <laughs> to rhyme. Uh. 
So the best part about this sentence being suspended was that Judge Melanie Greeley noted the offense. You know, again, it was uh, a female judge. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. better. She uh, appeared. To, she uh, the, the offense appeared to be not for sexual gratification, but incur- but occurred when McMahon was inebriated and in need of relieving relieving himself. Uh, she noted his long-standing drug and alcohol addictions, which he is endeavoring to address in the history of mental health. Issues. I'm sorry, but he's not getting fucked up for pissing on a bus. No, man. No. Wow. If this was guy was in Boston, he'd be a. Fucking... I need to move to goddamn Ireland immediately. Like you get, you get. Fucking, you get a ticket for peeing behind a dumpster. Holy shit. In Boston. And like in Ireland, you're like, hey, I'm going to, everybody, I'm pulling my dick out. And again, like I imagine that this guy just dropped his pants to his ankles in a power move. Good for him. Bare ass, just peeing everywhere. And then he touched somebody with his penis like that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, To me. That's a little out of control. But I mean, then again. It's the bus driver's fault, obviously. Yeah. Well, the bus driver, he needed, he needed to have better control over his vehicle. Right, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so the, the judge also took into account uh, Mr. McMahon's embarrassment and shame at his actions. I'm, I'm sorry, he's embarrassed? <laughs> I feel like if somebody put, put their wang on my shoulder, I'd probably have some feelings about that too. So uh, apparently there were some strict conditions for the, uh, for the one-year suspended sentence. Now, he was given one year, a one-year jail sentence, but again, suspended for 12 months on strict conditions um, that the victim told uh, what? Uh, oh, he accepted that he has problems with urinating due to both his alcohol and drug addictions and that he could not remember the incident, uh, but he was most likely gone to the back of the bus to urinate. Uh, some of the restrictions appear to be that he needs to take steps to get rehabilitated uh, and rid himself of addictions. Um, also, something about not being... Oh, he has to uh, deal with the victim uh, is a, in an apology. Um, okay, well, now the story's just getting boring. But yeah, anyway, so he has 10 previous convictions. On uh, This is what kills me. He has 10 previous convictions for district court offenses such as public order and assault. So, I mean, he's got like a, he's got a criminal record. And they were like, well, you know what? What is he fucking hitting for the cycle? He's like, well, I got the assault and battery, but I've never touched anyone with my dick. Yeah, I feel bad. I mean, she I guess she didn't realize at first that it was his dick touching her. Um, it probably just resembled a stubby thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, your thumb has no fingernail. What is it, going on here? Why is your thumb so sticky? <laughs> All right, here we go. Welcome back to the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. This is a podcast dedicated to the weird, unexplained, and all things sticky, stupid, and uncomfortable. Like riding a bus in Dublin. Or changing Rudy Giuliani's diaper. My name is Saj. With me is Maynard. <laughs> it was a slow bird on that one. <laughs> My name is Saj, and with me is Maynard. Joining us again tonight is our dedicated producer, Jordan. We also have another returning guest, pretty much the only other guest we've ever had in the show, Laura. Welcome back to the show. Hello. Hi. We invited Laura onto the show because we're talking about a spot in New Hampshire that I'm a big fan of, and uh, she is an avid hiker, and she knows... New Hampshire almost as well as I do, so we thought it would be fun to... Well, I, I know the seedier parts of New Hampshire. She knows where, like, the woods is and shit. I know the classy parts. Yeah, yeah, naturally. And the only classy part of New Hampshire involves, like, lots of trees and some deer. Anyway. There's some can, moose, too. Yeah, a couple. A couple. They usually just stand in the middle of the road, and they're like, I dare you. Just drive past me. I dare you. All right. So, anyway, uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bastard Prophet. Maynard is at Maynard Rules, and Jordan is at CG Super Jordan. You can find the show at C underscore G Supernormal, and every once in a while, we'll put some shit up there. Every once in a while. <laughs> if you'd like to contact the show, you can reach out at citizensguidepodcast at gmail.com. You can use that email for business inquiries or... I don't know. Well, there's probably a million reasons why you could email us. Just fucking drop me a line. I'll say hello. Uh, And we're hosted by Branded Sports at thebrandedsports.com. You can also follow Branded Sports on Twitter at branded underscore sports. They have some amazing talent on that site. And uh, as always, we're honored to be a part of their team. If you would like official CGSTs, you can find some on Branded Sports. But there's also a few on faculties.com. So uh, get your meat shower shirt. Oh, yeah. Never Yetis. 
It's or it's always Yetis, like it, the one I'm wearing. No, it's sometimes no, Yetis. It's sometimes. It's, it's never Yetis. God damn it. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Are we on like SoundCloud now or two or something? Yeah, we're on SoundCloud. You can find us on wow, SoundCloud if you're a SoundCloud person. How did we get there. Wow. Uh, we got there from your generous Patreon donations. So please, God, if you want to give us some money uh, so that we can continue doing this and afford research, like the seven hours worth of research I did just today. Um, please go to patreon.com slash Saj the Destroyer. To be fair, you had a week to do a lot of this research. I do it usually spread out over a week, and then I just compile everything. Not all of us have the luxury just sitting on our ass answering phones at our jobs. Ooh, I don't know that I would... uh, (laughs) I'm fucking with you. Calm down. Calm down. Saj is in college. You do everything the last minute. Calm down. He's learned. Yeah. Just be happy. learned that from college. I'll tell you that right now. Just be happy all my references were in APA citations. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> now that that's out of the way, buckle up, gang. Saj has a story. All right, the year is 1826. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson die on the same fucking day. And every, what? Yeah, really? and every dickhead in America says, just wait, famous people always die in threes. Did a third die? Uh, no. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, a third person died, but they, they weren't really a big deal. Right, they weren't famous. Well, who was no. it? Now I want to know who it was. I don't know. Fucking Google it. I got other shit to do. <laughs> the Granite Railway becomes the first chartered railway in America and remains the last time something good happened in Quincy, Massachusetts. <laughs> and on Tuesday, August 29th, traveling merchant Kim Baker was traveling down the road through Crawford Notch to get to his home in Maine, which is not anywhere near Crawford Notch, but the 1800s was stupid and everyone walked everywhere. Long walk. The trip was arduous. The road was heavily damaged from a storm that came through the night before. Trees were felled, boulders uprooted, and parts of the road were washed away by the swollen Sackle River. It took Kim nearly the whole day to traverse just six miles. Near dusk, Kim reached a small cabin, a welcome sight after a long day of trying to navigate the storm-ravaged trail. There were faint wisps of smoke pluming out of the chimney. The barn behind the little inn was destroyed by the landslide. Kim entered the untouched structure only to find it in a state of complete disarray. Clothes were everywhere, embers in the fire were still smoldering, and on the table the family Bible was left open to Psalm 18, which reads in part, The Lord thundered in the heavens, then the channels of water were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke. That's kind of ominous. Well, it, it, it is relevant to the story. Oh, I understand that. Kim Baker left the inn to check the demolished barn for signs of life. Aside from the family dog, two cows trapped under a collapsed beam and two dead horses, Kim found no signs of life. Kim returned to the deserted inn and spent the night, uh, spent the night there. The next morning, Wednesday, August 30th, Kim freed two trapped cows and set out to Bartlett, New Hampshire to muster a search party for the missing family. I feel like uh, this story was starting out to be like a real-life Goldilocks. It's, uh, it's a pretty crazy story. I wonder if he tried on any of the clothes that were just on the ground. Like, uh, He's like, you know, I've always wondered what I'd look like in a bonnet. Let me give this a shot. You think, you think this guy was like, uh, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to leave a couple of quarters on the desk here. Like, I know this is like probably just a donation thing. Just an empty house. <laughs> leave my donation in there. <laughs> Well, when you go up there now, that's all you do is when you when you find an abandoned structure, you just toss some money in an old box out in front of it and go to sleep there. Yeah, it's Laura of, knows all about it. Oh yeah, they've got a weird B and B situation. Three dollars for everything. You find some weird people out there though. There's some hippies. Yeah, I remember going hiking sure. once. <laughs> was that your throat? <laughs> it was my stomach. I haven't eaten much today. Jeez. We, oh, we got you. Got to get some snacks on the break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got almonds. I'm good. So, um, I remember one time I was hiking down this trail and uh, there was this guy. Who uh, I was in Boy Scouts at the time, and uh, we were hiking down this trail, and this guy, just like he's a ratty-looking weirdo, shows up. And uh, he, he was talking to us about how everybody who hikes the Appalachian Trail had trail names, and uh, I still don't believe him. But he said his trail name was Stinky. I, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Oh, stinky, that's not original. That's terrible. So, no, hold on. Time out. Stinky. The reason why he's Stinky is why it's original. So I remember. Stinky. I didn't ask him because I didn't want to know, but this other kid really wanted to know, and he's like, "So what do they call you, Stinky?" This and other kid, like, by the way, if I can just interrupt, we used to we used to call him Pigpen. 
<laughs> this is the same kid who would take hiking with us, and he would fall into every he river stream. He and found mud, mud he found puddle. every hole and mud puddle throughout the entire mountain. Anyway, so uh, he's like, "So why do they call you Stinky?" And he said, "Well, when it gets cold at night, and I'm in my sleeping bag, if I need to get warm, I pee in it." <laughs> and I thought to myself, "It's warm for a second, but then shameful for life." Because you can't undo that. And cold you know what the I mean? rest of the night. Well, eventually, yeah, it's going to get cold. But yeah, that was Stinky's story. So anyway, um, I went off on a tangent here. But the reason I brought it up is because it was in the Crawford Notch area. So uh, without further ado, let's get into the, the, the geographic area where this house was. Crawford Notch, named after the family responsible for its development, was discovered by a white settler and hunter named Timothy Nash. Until that point, the route was known only to Native Americans. And until its discovery, settlers uh, to the east and west of the White Mountains would have to travel miles out of their way to interact with each other. Wait, so it was named Crawford Nash after Nash? No, 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 no. Uh, Nash discovered it. The Crawford family developed it. Oh, developed right, right. it. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, oh, here, here we are. So, uh, Discovery of the Notch provided Western settlers with access to North Conway and easier access to the seaport uh, on New Hampshire's eastern coast. Conversely, it gave people on the east side of the mountains access to New York. While it would be years before the path through the mountains was passable by horses, inns opened up along the way to, to uh, service weary travelers uh, in the last two decades of the 18th century. Fast forward a few years to the fall of 1825, Samuel Willie Jr., along with his wife Polly, Lovejoy Willie, their five children, Eliza, Jeremiah, Martha, Eldridge, and Sally, and two hired hands, both guys named Dave. I bet they called them the Daves. Like, that's a lot yeah, of Yeah, they're double Daves. Double Daves! Help me. Hi, I'm Larry. Move this cow. This is my brother Dale. <laughs> my other brother there. That, that's, that's Vermont. Oh, damn it. Yeah. All right, never mind. Anyway, um, that's another one people aren't going to get if they're too young. <laughs> so Dave Nickerson and David Allen uh, went with the Willie family who left their farm in North Conway and settled in an old abandoned Crawford Notch homestead built in 1793. It's unclear what made Willie, a moderately successful farmer, leave the safety of his farm for the uncertainty of an isolated and sparsely traveled mountain pass. We're going to take a break right here. And then when oh, we come back, we're going to talk... Like- that's a cliffhanger. We're going to talk about the horrible, horrible things Get that mountain, befell mountain this cliffhanger. Well, poor family. Saj is going to pass out. His stomach is growling. Yeah. I feel like that. that's not the first time that's happened on the show either. No, I. No. It's, and it's usually... it's usually One time char- it came out the other end, and that was embarrassing Usually it's everybody. characterized by a... That was the other show. Hello. <laughs> it Saj's sounds like... stomach. <laughs> it sounds like... It always sounds like somebody's opening up a door in a haunted house. It's it's really <laughs> uncomfortable. It's the beginning of Thriller, but in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> or your throat. It's very throaty. Very throaty, yeah. It comes up both. It starts in my belly, and then it comes out my throat. All right, uh, so let's take a break, and uh, I'll avoid uh, Maynard's cat, which is currently sleeping on the floor with its nose literally just touching the carpet. I've never seen a cat sleep that way. For a second, I thought he was drunk. Turns out he just likes to potty. All right, uh, we'll be back. Do you need a t-shirt but don't want to look like a fucking donkey? Do you want your mug to tell you to fuck yourself every morning? Well, stop shopping at fucking Kohl's, you dildo. Go to facultees.com. These shirts are comfortable. The designs are awesome, and the customer service is pretty amazing. And I got to tell you, the prices are great for what you get. I own a few of these amazing shirts, but Death Unicorn is definitely my favorite, and the favorite of this crazy special forces guy that I made friends with. And he's probably killed people. Anyway, up your game. Buy a shirt, and at checkout, enter the code SAJ15 to save 15%. The website is F-A-R-K-L-E-T-E-E-S dot com. So up your game, and look better than your shitbag fucking neighbors. And we're back. Are we back? We are back. So in back. the first segment, we talked a little bit about um, Samuel Willie and his family. Unfortunate last name when you think it's about it. It's a really, no, it's a great last name. I just, it's unfortunate he didn't name any of his kids Harry. That's true. That would have been oh, great. Oh, dear. 
Low hanging fruit. I couldn't help it. Okay. Or Ivana. Or wet. Uh, <laughs> right? Okay. I, was, I mean, now you're so, just going right out and being blunt. So, no, because when you lick your finger, it's going to be What's yeah. wrong with you? Moist. Get your mind out of the fucking gutter. Uh, For somebody who doesn't no, use yeah. incognito mode, you're a pervert. It's my cell phone. No one else is looking at it. Yet. Says you. Hey, guys, that's wide open. Okay. Oh, yeah. How you doing? Okay, so during the first week of July, 1826, when a rainstorm triggered a massive mud flow on the mountain across from the Willie house, Polly Willie became concerned for the safety of the family because there was a giant mudslide. I mean, that's understandable. I'd probably be concerned, <clears throat> too. I'm also concerned of the fact that they cut holes in all the walls, the Willie house. Uh, I think you, I think you're thinking of the Glory Hole House, also known as every rest stop in Connecticut. Oh shit! Yeah. No, you're right. Con- confusing, confusing place. Ninety-five in Connecticut's a weird place, man. So Polly tried to encourage Samuel Willie to move the family to a different plot of land a little bit further away. Initially, Samuel Willie was open to this idea. However, uh, in typical guy fashion, he's like, "No, nah, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want," because uh, women weren't allowed to have thoughts back then. Um, so he decided against it. He did, however, take an old cart and overturn it on their property to serve as a shelter should a mud flow take place on their mountain. It was, so wait, like a... A cart. Like a... Yeah, well, I mean, so we're thinking of it as like a cart because in, my, in our minds we're thinking like, you know, carts are usually small. This is, this is basically like a wagon, like a horse and carriage gotcha. wagon. Like Oregon yeah. Trail? Yeah, yeah, very okay. similar to that. The cart wasn't, it was not super old. It was just, you know, one they didn't use anymore. Just nobody died of dysentery. Exactly. Well, no, it was 1826, so we're still about, we're still no, about a good. Once you go into the cart, that's when you get the dysentery. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Every cart is infected yes. with dysentery. Exactly. So I guess my downfall. my bigger concern is the fact that he thought uh, a cart was a better shelter than like a I don't know a house. Or you know, not being where the mud flows are. Yeah. No. Right. Uh, so we'll find out later that this decision. Proves fatal. July and much of August would prove to be hot and dry. In fact, as of 2018, Netweather TV cites Netweather.tv cites the summer of 1826 as the second hottest and driest summer on record, meaning that um, those two things combined made it of note. The first one was in uh, the first hottest, driest summer was in 1976. And the only thing they had up there at that time was like cable access TV, like public news, like. The government channel. Not, nobody's nobody's watching that. They don't know. What the yeah, I know. They had no idea what yeah, was coming. No, this is that's rude. So uh, on Monday, August twenty eighth, eighteen twenty six, dark storm clouds rolled in over the valley. The rain began to fall, and in the afternoon, the storm. Uh, the rain began to fall in the afternoon. Excuse me, and the storm would not break until midnight. Kim Baker reached Bartlett, New Hampshire, on Wednesday, August thirtieth. That following day, the search party. Uh, he had organized reach the Willie house. The rescuers would find the scene just as Kim described it, a swollen river, demolished barn, an enormous mudslide, estimated to be at least three miles long. Behind the Willie house, there was a massive granite deposit. The deposit was so large, in fact, that it split the mudslide into two separate paths that spread out on either side of the small inn and then came together again at the front. It's crazy. It's insane because we're talking about a mudslide. It's probably one of the most powerful forces in nature. Not the most, but one of them. And it's broken up by a granite deposit and literally goes around the house and then meets together again at the front of the house. It's just absolutely fascinating. Sounds like mudslides have big dick energy. It sounds like mudslides have big dick energy, but they're also something that my mom drinks when she wants to have alcohol. (laughs) <laughs> no, she just likes the, she likes the mud slide without like the uh, muddy part. No, no, no. I think it's the slide part. She wants the mud. She's, she's the chocolate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta feed the beetus. So the bodies diabetes. of Polly, Willie, and David Allen were found behind the house in the debris field by Samuel's brother Stephen. Their bodies were horribly mangled. Later that day, Samuel Willie's body. And the daughter, uh, the body of his youngest daughter Sally, were also found. The next day, Eliza in the same, in the same debris field. Um, he was actually found in a different spot. Um, we're going to get into that though. Got it. Um, Eliza drowned in the river while poor Sally, the youngest of the Willie children, was killed in the slide when it converged in front of the house. On Friday, Dave Nickerson's body was was discovered. The remaining Willie children, Jeremiah, Martha, and El- Elbridge—it's not Eldridge, Elbridge, excuse me. 
uh, were never discovered. This story is a little different from the ones we usually cover on this podcast because everyone's pretty certain about what happened to the Willie family. The mudslide probably created a lot of noise, waking the Willies up from their sleep, and in their haste to get out to the shelter that they built, they left the house in disarray and ran into the darkness, hoping to avoid the danger behind them. Do we know if the shelter ever survived the mudslide? It did. Hmm. It was in an I area. Was, the I was, did, or the shelter and the house? The shelter and the house. Both I was they both did. Yeah. I was. I am shocked because I would have figured that the shelter would have been washed away in the mudslide. It didn't matter because the shelter was too far away from the house, so they didn't. They wouldn't have gotten to it no matter what happened. Oh. <clears throat> right, but I think Jordan okay. just means like the the shelter itself. Be surprised it wasn't destroyed. Yeah, right. It didn't have a giant but piece I guess, of granite blocking it. Well, I mean, well, it was in a place where the mudslide wasn't anywhere near. Oh, so. I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay. So what I imagine, right? If I were to picture this, because like you know, we're in, in that time frame. Uh, this is like that scene in Black Sheep where the big rock comes down and then hits the house, <laughs> and the house just like moves a little bit, but everyone's okay. And There's just, a bowl of chocolate pudding in my pants. <laughs> yeah, you didn't right. have any chocolate pudding in the fridge. Yeah, right. No, so like that's that's what I imagine. <laughs> that's what I imagine happened. Is like. This big rock comes down and like hits the chimney and it's like, nah, fucker. And like, you know, it's sad. It's sad that that's, you know, that's the the untimely end of the Willie family. So um, it's estimated that a mudslide travels at roughly 60 miles per hour. So the Willies had little time to react. They sought shelter in the overturned cart and Samuel had made into a makeshift shelter months before. Samuel likely led the family out of the building but was immediately overtaken by the remnants of the shattered barn. Jeremiah, Martha, and, El- and Elbridge likely outran the slide only to be swallowed by the swollen river and uh, swept away, which is why no one discovered their bodies. Little is known about the state of David Nickerson's body, but it's assumed um, that he would have also been crushed by the landslide. It's likely that David Allen, the youngest child, Sally, and Polly were together in trying to escape the mudslide and the rising river at the same time, which uh, led them to the rear of the house where they were found. Eliza likely missed the mudslide entirely as her body was determined to be completely unbruised when she was found in the river. It is possible um, that she would have survived had the, had the river not completely swallowed her up. So that's, that's basically um, the situation with the family. Now, the thing that... Uh, so, if we're pretty sure that they all died, you know, forces of nature. So what's interesting, though, is there are legends. And the legends are all pretty fucking nuts. Wait, there are legends about oh, yeah, the forces there's, of nature? There's, there's legends about what happened, to the, what happened to the three children. Well, I, you piqued my interest. Continue. Okay, so back in the day... Were um, there yetis involved? No, up no, there, there are no yetis. No. It would be a Sasquatch, if anything, but yeah, not involved. It's it cold up there. You it don't know. It would obviously be Bigfoot. No. Big feats. Multiple <laughs> Bigfoots. What are they called? Multiplied? Sas- I, th- I, th- I think it's still Bigfoot. Sasquatches. Sasquai. <laughs> Saskatoon. No, that's a terrible place in Edmonton. All right. <laughs> no, near Edmonton. Excuse me. Um, no, uh, one of the legends is that uh, three of the children survived, and they found shelter in a cave. And then I've be- heard this story And before. then became feral somehow, even though... Like dogs? Yeah, well, the, I think the oldest of the three was like 10 years old or 11 years old. So is it like that movie uh, where there's a shipwreck and then the kids end up on a desert island somewhere? Yeah, but the kids don't wind up fucking when they get older. Oh. Which is still uncomfortable. So they, they uh, yeah, no, that... It's not an island of the Blue Lagoon situation. Oh, that's what that movie was. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget the actor's name, but Brooke uh, Shields was in that. Brooke Shields was in that. Yeah, and that dude with the curly hair. Yeah, the dude with the curly uh, hair. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name. And then they had a baby. That was weird. That that is also a weird thing that happened in that movie. How did you know? Like, how does this guy know? Like, I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, they've they've not got any real formal education, and so like this baby comes out, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out this cord. Hey, and don't forget, we got to take the placenta out." Like, yeah, like he, he just how do you? There's there's a lot of things that were left unsaid in that movie. A lot of plot holes. Yeah, a lot of plot. I was like, why didn't Brooke Shields have any hair on her legs? And how come they never used the bathroom? That's true. Well, I mean, nobody uses a bathroom in a movie unless it's a comedy. Fair enough. Have you ever seen, like, obviously that's why you didn't see anybody pooping in Lincoln. It was Christopher Atkins was the name of Christopher the Atkins? Yes. I just remember him as a guy who kind of looked like that other guy from that Val Kilmer movie where he had to escape from Nazi Germany, but it was a comedy. Uh... That's a comedy, huh? I thought he'd look like the greatest American hero guy. Um, I don't know. What don't movie know was that? One. Secret Agent? Uh, Top Secret. Top Secret. Thank you. Yes. Uh, see? Teamwork. Great movie. Teamwork. 
All right, we, we went a long way away from where we were talking about, and let's reel it back in. Laura's, Laura's giving me the fucking reel it back in hand signal. Laura, what do, you, what do you got? You've been, you've been in this area. You've hiked it. What do I have? Yeah, what can you say yeah, do about you have the le- Do you know the legends? I don't know the legends. Oh, all right. No, I don't. Um, I was hiking up there, and I can, last summer, um, I can definitely see why the mudslides would, ha- would happen, because that was a pretty difficult hike it's very we're gonna get into the causes of mudslides in the next segment so i don't want to go too deep all right as for legends i can only imagine the 1800s yeah it's uh there's a lot of crazy i mean are are there plausible legends i mean like feral we're talking about feral children no i mean the only plausible legend is that raised by wolves and a or bears, maybe. I mean, it, there's, there's, there's no plausible legend. They're all those... insane. <laughs> Pukwudgies caused the landslide. So there, there was Bastards. another. There was another legend that Northern the kids, um, the kids were found. <laughs> so it this maintains the fucking cave theory, but the the next legend is that the kids were found by Native Americans and taken into oh. the Native American tribe, became part of the tribe. And, I like that one. Let's yeah. go with that. Yeah, that's better. I like that one. It's a much more pleasing one. Uh, and then also, um, when I was a kid. On a somewhat unrelated topic, when we're talking about just legends of of New Hampshire to begin with, um, there was another legend that there were Native American tribes that were still up there, and you just couldn't find them because mm. they were like off off the off the grid, living in the woods. I think there still are in New Hampshire. No, <laughs> is it like the well, it, is that like the Japanese in the islands who uh, for forty years thought the World War Two was still going on? That was just one guy. <laughs> that was just, just one guy. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's kind of like that where he just you know he thought. The emperor was, I think, by the end, emperor. The emperor of Japan had to literally come and be like, "No, dude, you're here's your orders. You're done being a weird woods ninja now." It's come like home. that that Christopher Walken movie where they like he, you know, where he, he makes the, the 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 you know the underground shelter with uh, <laughs> with Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, yeah. This, we just turned this whole podcast into a, into, into like, like six like, degrees of separation. Yeah, it's like a Family Guy episode. Oh, it's like that other thing. It's like that thing. Like this thing. All right, blast from so the past. Blast from, blast the, past. from the past. At least Silverstone. Silverstone. Ah, yeah. Great yeah, movie. Great yeah, movie. And the guy from uh, Kids in the Hall. Yes. Oh, those guys are awesome. Dave Foley, was it? Was it Dave uh, yeah, Foley? I think so. The one with the... Uh, yeah. Gap tooth? Yeah, yeah right. Dave Foley. All right, so um, why don't we... Uh... <laughs> Let's talk about the legends. I want to know more about the legends. Right, so... so that's 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 the legends. They were either they were either became a part of a Native American tribe or they went feral. So like at the end of the episode, do we get to pick a legend that we like to believe happened or can we do that now? Just come up with your own legend at the end of the episode. Well, that doesn't help. I want to... I want to like... I, I definitely think it's the Indians because if you... Um... Where Crawford Notch is, um, going west is the Pemigewasset Wilderness, mm-hmm. which is even now is... Yeah, it's pretty dense. It's, it's dense forest. It's pretty dense, and nobody really goes in there. There's only one trail that goes right through the middle right. down a ridgeline. And it's a ridgeline, too, so you're could... not going to see much there. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's... You know, Honestly, ridge, I you think... you got Franconia on the one side. you got all that wilderness, and then you have where the willies were. Yeah. It's so much unexplored territory even now. Well, that's a big part of um, of the Willie legend. It's not necessarily that a, a family was killed on this mountain pass. What what I think captures people's imaginations is that they're in such a remote area. They chose to build an inn in such a remote area. No one goes there. Mm-hmm. Well, I Back mean, this, then, the salesman the still road, people don't go there. So the road wasn't even passable until 1840 with horse and carriage. Before then, mm-hmm. you had to walk. So it's like, why did they go there in the first place? The guy who found them, Kim Baker, the guy who found the house abandoned, was literally walking a fucking Maine. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Kim Baker? What was he? What was he a salesman of? Do we know? Uh, Shower curtains. No, I, they didn't really get into it. That's the other hard part about this is you don't have a lot of information about the people themselves. So um, I have some information about. Um, here's a good example. No one could fucking agree about where the bodies were found, who was found with who. So basically, I had to go through these, you know, you saw a page of references and try and figure out what sounded the most realistic and then what what had more than one correlating piece of evidence. Uh, The Conway Sun-Times did a good good job of reporting this story. Um, The uh, U.S. government parks department did a terrible job reporting this. Really? It's yeah. It was like a two-paragraph thing. It was like a bullshit thing. 
This is a kind of an interesting story. And they were just like, oh, yeah, there's a house up there and a bunch of people died. Oh, thanks. I couldn't figure that out on my own. Um, what is interesting is um, the house in, I want to say it was 1872. The house actually burned down. But it burned down on the anniversary of uh, the, the storm in 18. I wonder if oh. the kids that survived uh, August, with the uh, Native Americans that took them in set fire to it because it was a sad reminder of their childhood. I'm pretty sure if they survived that long, they would have been the oldest people on Earth at that time. You said uh, when did it happen? 1872. And when did the thing happen? 1826. They'd be like 70. Yeah, yeah. there was no medicine back then, though. Yeah, but that's Native Americans possible. had medicine. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, Native Americans also did surgery with sharp rocks. Not a great survival rate. I mean, I and by then, and by then, the natives, you know, had probably been pushed out of the territory up into Maine in uh, Canada. You just said there might be Native Americans living in that territory now. Undis- I didn't say I fucking believed that. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard. Somehow we missed an entire Native American tribe. <laughs> I, I find that hard to believe. I saw one. Of, I saw one of one of those liquor stores off of ninety three one day. An entire tribe? <laughs> they were. <laughs> they like vodka too. Ah, that's, a, that's a problematic <laughs> history lesson that I don't think our readers are ready for. I'm not sure that you should be. Hey, uh, listeners, if you want to know what terrible things America's done, just Google Native <laughs> Americans. Or, uh, I mean, if you really want to know, I mean, Google Firewater. Don't Google that. Why not? Because it's probably some fucking hillbilly Everclear now. Oh, uh, that would be that would make me mad. That would make me mad too. That's bullshit don't do that all right if you're a hillbilly um, don't so let's take let's take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to start talking a little bit of science because i actually did some scientific research you guys i'm so proud of myself you did some science i did some science i can't wait i would really rather just keep this more fun than like learning ah the science is actually pretty fun and it's kind of cool like I'm, i'm i'm excited about it and i don't generally get excited about this stuff fine it's gonna be fun all right we're gonna go to we're gonna go to break you guys um go pee we're going to eat some more chips, maybe. What, what if they're driving? Pee in your car. It's fine. <laughs> just make some make some lemonade. I'm sure you got an empty water bottle in there somewhere. What if they're on a bus in Ireland? Sure, just pee over long. a lady's shoulder. Like, maybe just don't pee. Or, you know, if you don't want to pee, you don't have to pee. Why are we talking about it? This is my fault. It's my fault. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. This episode has been brought to you by www.thebranded sports.com go to brandonsports.com check out all the stuff they got they're a pretty fucking awesome website because they're sponsoring this fucking podcast I apologize for all the swears but if you're from New England you'll understand thank you and have a wonderful fucking evening and we're back Um, that was a long break so We've covered the story, we've covered the family, we've covered a lot of this, but we didn't cover what the fuck actually happened to these people. They died in a mudslide. Oh, thank oh you I for didn't your say spoiler alert. Observation. <laughs> spoiler. So, how does a mountain swallow an entire goddamn family? Well, it, here's where it, it gets... opens up and goes nom nom nom. <laughs> how does one spoil an event that happened like 150 years ago, almost 200? Well, here's where it gets confusing. I could spoil Avengers Endgame for everybody right now if you'd like. <laughs> uh, Thanos kills a bunch of people and then he dies at the end. That's my guess. No, uh, Endgame. Um, he he killed people in Infinity War. Who cares, frankly, at this point? <laughs> I, I got to get so caught up. I'm like 20 movies behind. I could also yeah. spoil Game of Thrones, but that's because I don't have any attachment to it. Um, don't I think I it. have so never, little attachment to it. it that I'd rather you didn't just because I still wouldn't care. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, well, let's get to the beginning uh, of the story when we talked a little bit about weather. Weather in Crawford Notch is treacherous to say the least. It's raining men. At 1,900 Hallelujah, feet. It's raining men. <laughs> No, it's it's wiping out men. It's the the weather girls. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I mean, you're like 20 years too late for that to be relevant to anyone. 30 actually, 30 years, 30 years too late. I can't think of another weather song. I'm sorry. It's literally the first one that came to my head. I'm only happy when it rains. I'm only happy when it rains. Now that one's 20 years. Okay. So anyway, um, Crawford Notch is 1,900 feet above sea level. So essentially, it's part of the mountains. 
And it's no secret that mountains affect weather in a big way. Low air pressure makes up uh, makes the air colder. This is the same reason that when you use a can of air to clean your laptop, the sudden drop in pressure makes the can cold. This is called, oh boy, adiabatic <laughs> pressure. Yes, I nailed it. Say that again. Adiabatic. Oh, I'm walking No, with that much enthusiasm. Adiabatic pressure. Yes. Uh, as water under high pressure becomes a gas, it rises and rises over the mountains. Um, it can quickly become liquid again as there is less pressure. The water becomes droplets, or in the wintertime, it becomes snow. As the drops and flakes become heavier, they fall, creating a massive amount of snow you find in the White Mountains in the wintertime. In addition, uh, this same difference in pressure creates wind. Crawford Notch is famously windy. In fact, Ethan Allen Crawford, from the family the Notch was named after, was quoted as saying it required two men to hold one's hair on. A lot of hair back then. Right? Like I know a, all about that. Was like, he's talking about a powdered wig, right? Can you imagine if Summer was in fucking Crawford Notch? <laughs> she'd fucking just be, dis- she'd disappear. It'd be like a kite. People would have to tie a string <laughs> to a foot. She'd be like 50 feet up in the trees, <laughs> hanging by her hair. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> I might be airborne, but I'm still resisting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can re- I can see so much resistance from up here. It's great. <laughs> oh man. Um uh so anyway, the reason it's so windy is because the geography of the area creates a sort of wind tunnel effect. Uh the much smarter people at mountaineering.ie explain it this way. The shape of the mountains also affects the wind strength. Uh, wind uh, winds will rush rapidly through the mountains, uh, mountain passes, and depending on the shape of the mountain, the airflow can remain turbulent and erratic for some distance from the mountains. Strong winds are then forced to rise, but are forced through a narrow gap formed by the high pressure, which results in the wind accelerating dramatically. So what does this mean for the willies? From early fall until late winter, the notch is unpassable due to Sudden snowfall. death. <laughs> Uh, and the snowfall doesn't melt until late spring, as Laura and I can both attest to, because we've both been up there in that horrible time of year. And it's we, horrible up there. Yeah, yes. we weren't smart well, enough to realize. I was just there last week. I was, I was just there. I was in Crawford Notch mid-March, and as soon as I got above tree line, it was seventy mile an hour gusts, and I was up there for like two seconds. I'm like, hell no. Yeah, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, as soon as you get below a tree, it's back fine. down. So, um. In addition to all that, while the Saco River is barely a stream in the summertime, in the spring, the river is bloated with runoff from melting snow. Add to that the blustering winds and the erratic weather patterns. There's a lot of bloat in this episode. All right, well, uh, that's going to (laughs) happen. With the amount of salt we just consumed, I'm sure. Uh, So we all know that rainy season causes mudslides. Uh, Climateforyou.com explains that it's common knowledge that persistent rainfall over a period of time will cause mudslides. Uh, Anybody who pays attention to... um, uh, some Asian con- countries that deal with um, monsoon season, mudslides are a pretty common fact of life, places mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the Philippines especially. Yeah. Um, I've never been. This happens as the ground becomes saturated with water. The saturation will eventually fall victim to humanity's greatest rival, gravity. Damn you, gravity. A 2015 National Geographic article explains that there doesn't need to be a steep slope for a mudslide. There just needs to be a lot of water saturating an area over a short time. This causes the ground to loosen, and then boom. Big Brown River, a go-fuck-yourself, comes down and kills everything you love. Sounds legit. Yeah, that was my... I, that wasn't National Geographic. That last part was me. Oh, that was I, so much cooler tell, if that right? was in National Geographic. I was going to say, National Geographic is wow. getting edgy. Yeah, right? they are. <laughs> so what isn't common knowledge is that mudslides can happen during a drought as well. This may sound crazy, but as the Willies found out, it's fucking true. What happens is the soil dries out and cracks. The water evaporates underneath the soil, leaving pockets of air where the moisture used to be. Over time, the soil weakens, and the trees and boulders are no longer as thoroughly embedded into the ground. All it takes is one heavy, sustained rain to keep those to fill those air pockets with water again, which in turn further loosens the earth and causes the ground to give way. The weight of the soaked earth then begins to creep over the layers of soil below. Soon the topsoil picks up speed, and suddenly... Everybody's fucked. This is what happened to the willies. So as I mentioned earlier in 1826, it was one of the hottest, driest summers on record. The heavy rains of August 28th saturated the ground quicker than the ground could absorb it. That caused the water to run down the mountain and take like three miles of mud with it. 
The reason the mudslide came down the mountain is the same reason the Saco River swiftly rose over its banks. And now here's where my theory comes in. The rain could not be absorbed as fast as it was falling. This is the same speculation uh, that the river water of the Saco um, I'm sorry, there's some speculation that the rising waters of the Saco, coupled with a fear of the mudslide, drew the willies out into the darkness. They would, they would have no way of knowing that that granite deposit would have held off the deluge. But even if the family saw the deposit had diverted the flow, there's a possibility they thought the river washing up, up to the house might wash the house away. And that is why I think the family left. Yeah, there's no way of knowing the house would have been safe. Well, yeah, that and the when thing you, you have to think about is you're watching this river rise. You have no idea how long it's going to rain for. They might also have been concerned about being trapped in the house. That's true, too. Which is actually what killed a number of people uh, during Hurricane Katrina as well. Yeah, if everything just rose around the house and suffocated you or drowned you. So imagine the situation. You're in this house with your entire family. There's a mudslide out your back door. You can't tell. I hate when there's a mudslide on my back door. <laughs> we call that we call that um, uh, wake Salmonella. up wake up Wednesday, which uh, comes directly Jason to Taco Tuesday. Um, oh, <laughs> slow burn again. Thank you. So anyway, um, so when you think about it, you're stuck in the house. You see the mudslide happen, and you think, "Do we stay here, even though it's gone around the house?" And then you look out the front window and you see the Saco River coming up to to your door. What are you gonna do? Do you stay there? Hoping to God you don't fucking die when you're in this one-room shack? No, I think fight or flight comes in, and flight is all the way. Flight, you know, get the hell out of there. And so it's absolutely horrible that this family died. You're not going to fight a river. And it's even worse because they left the safest place because they thought they were in danger. And so that's, that's, I think, why this this story is such an uh, enduring legend. It would be nice if we knew if the mudslide happened, like, in the middle of the night. It did. It did. But can we confirm... Like, how do they know? How do they know it didn't happen, like... In the afternoon? Yeah, like middle of the day. Because the rainstorm happened in the middle of the day. So yeah, so... The, hold we, on, hear me out. The rainstorm happened in the middle of the day. It would have taken time for the water to get to that point. It may not have happened at midnight, but it definitely happened later in the night. Yeah, but, but like, so... The river swells. Yeah. Okay, right. I get that. But the river... It, like, they had to know that the river is swelling enough that they didn't feel safe. In the uh, well, it's summertime, so the sun goes down much later. Right. So, I mean, they the reason to- the reason I think that the speculation is that the mudslide happened later in the evening is because there weren't people too far away from them. There was just a, a six miles away. There was another inn. A three mile landslide is going to wake some people up. People are going to hear that unless it's late at night and everybody's dead asleep. Hmm. No one knew that this landslide happened. Hmm. So unless the thunder happened to coincide, thunder. But what don't forget, mudslides. So the mudslide was three was three miles long, by the estimations of the search party that was there. And mudslides travel at roughly sixty miles an hour. That would give them three minutes to get out of the house. What if the kids that were missing were sent to stay at the other inn because of the rain? Well, they clearly didn't make it. We don't know. Mm. No, because they were no, never the found. other inn was the so the people in the other inn were part of the search party that went looking for them. everybody. You, the one thing I think you might be forgetting is that. This wasn't, there wasn't a lot of people back then. So if the Willie kids showed up at the inn right down the road, they fucking know those people because they're the only neighbors. Hmm. And the people who own the nearest inn sold the Willies the plot of land that the it house was It still bothers me that the three kids were never found. I mean, it bothers me too, but when you think about it, the Saco River, completely flooded, goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I just want to blame it on aliens. Not saying Abduction. it's aliens. Abduction is like a thing. <clears throat> I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's never aliens. Well, now you're just being crazy. Yeah, you give me crap about, like, yetis, and you're talking about aliens? Yeah, like you, no, you, it's never aliens. You jumped the shark and landed on Pluto. Well, that read one. every single news article that says, could this be aliens? At the very bottom, every single news article then says, nope, it's a rock. It's, it's, <laughs> that area is very close to Canada. Could it be Canadians? Yes. So the other aliens. You know, very, some very that. kind Canadians came down and said, oh, small children, let's help them. Those fucking Canadians. They're so nice. Diabolically nice. I'm sorry. I would be mm. more willing to believe that Canadians took those children. Hey, what's going on, buddy? 
How you doing? <laughs> I'm not your buddy, friend. <laughs> We've um, apologized for Brian Adams on numerous occasions. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, pre- I'm pretty certain those kids were just washed downstream. And they probably got washed away. I mean, it was a really remote area. It's not like today where there's, you know, a ton of settlements on the Saco River. Those kids could... Most you know, of them people just be drinking awesome. on, like, shark rafts. And <laughs> 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 if you call those settlements. <laughs> Kid, I got a fucking 30 of Bud Light and a shark raft. Let's go. Saco River, baby. The, Revere, the, the fucking Revere special. <laughs> just some kid named Tony and a wife beater sitting on a yellow raft. Like it wasn't dual. yellow when he started. <laughs> oh, it was a nice, clean white raft. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Jordan and I hiked this this uh, mountain. I did do that once. I won't do that ever again. It is not a fun mountain to hike. Frankly, it's, it's mostly just a bunch of rocks if- stacked on each other. But you say that's what all mountains are. Yeah, but and all mountains also, that- also have things to look at. There's also that treacherous... Uh, Wooden staircase thing that you got to climb down. Oh yeah, oh, Mount Willie. Staircase. Mount yes. Willie is covered with these rotten fucking log staircases <laughs> that haven't been changed out since I think the original landslide. So um, it's just yeah. a nightmare, and and they get wet, but they cross chasms. Like it's not even like yeah, you can't just like you can't skip it. <laughs> yeah, you have to go <laughs> over. Yeah. Like and you or look you don't and you look down just and like there's around. it's not even like there's it's not even steps. It's like a it's someone's like. It's like someone was like, hey, I'm going to lay this ladder down across, but we're going to make the rungs like really far away just to, like, to challenge you. And we're going to cover the rungs in moss, which is super fun to step on because yeah, you don't know yeah. if you're going to die or not yeah. when you step on it. And then, and then as you're crossing it, you're like, hey, you want a beautiful view of the tops of trees? Look down. And that's, <laughs> oh, that's kind of like... How do you feel about the color green and the color brown? Welcome to New Hampshire. <laughs> The brown comes after you see the top of the green. So we did. So I did this hike twice. The first time I did it, it was a really hot Memorial Day weekend. Um, and we got uh, to the top of the mountain, we, top of Mount Willie, which was my goal for this trip because I knew this story for so long. And so we sat down and we started eating. And I noticed these like black bugs look like beetles. And they, they were just mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere, and they would land on you. And then when they'd fly away, there was like a trail of blood going down your leg. And uh, that happened about 400 times. Fuckers. And we threw black our... Black fly season? It wasn't black flies, though. Oh. Because black flies are small. These things were... They weren't giant, but they were definitely a little bit bigger. Huh. So like anyway... Helicopter-sized. Wow. These... No, no, no. These little motherfuckers landed on us. And we, by the time Gnats. we got... Down below the tree line, mm. away from these horrible bugs, we looked like a Wes Craven movie. Just completely fucking covered mm. in blood. It was disgusting. So the next time we went... Uh, we nicknamed the bugs Carrie. I don't remember that. Because she, she got covered in blood from the... Oh, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. No. No, there's no E in... Forget it. So um, the second time we went, it was cloud cover. They're which was kind of terrifying, actually, because when you get to the, the tree line and then you see a cloud coming at you, like this dumb caveman fear overtakes your entire body. Even though you know nothing's going to happen to you, you're still like, what's that going to feel like when the cloud touches me? Mm-hmm. Pain. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was terrified. <clears throat> so then the cloud washed over and it was kind of cool because you get Something to the top of the mountain. Something passed through me. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were violated by a cloud. But then, you, then you're up there covered in clouds, so you can't see anything but gray in the treetops. You know when the cloud pl- passes like over you? Yeah, that's and what then, I'm talking and about. And then, well, no, I'm just trying to, let me get there, Jesus. The, the cloud passes over you and like on you, and then you're awkwardly moist, like, you're, like your face yeah. is oh, yeah. And, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're hiking you're like, your way up. like, what just up. happened? Was I violent? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're hiking What's your way on? up and it's raining and then you get to the clouds and then you're just wet. Uh, yeah, and not the good kind. You're not getting rained on. You're just soaked. Everything about you becomes soaked immediately. Sopping. Sopping wet. Why am I Sopping sweating wet. uncontrollably? I'm not. Yeah, because it was like 50 degrees on the top of the mountain. <laughs> it's almost like you it's got so a, cold. It's almost like the cloud like stuck its tongue out and licked your face. Like, yeah, that's, nobody it's wants just to like a friendly dog. Yeah, right. I will never climb Mount Willie again. Where's the giant friendly dog? You know, getting down that goddamn mountain is probably the most dangerous thing I've ever done because I did both times a hundred mile hike to get to that point. And so my legs were just fucking shit. Climbing Mount Willie sounds like a fun sex act. But like, I'm in Mount Willie. What it is, is it's, it's when a really, really short woman dates a really tall guy. I know one of those. Oh. Yeah. I, I got, mm-hmm. I, a friend of mine is six foot six and his wife is like five two. 
Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or five, yeah, five, yeah. something like that. And I was like, I was like, so can you like wear her like a backpack? Like Luke wears Yoda. <laughs> He's like, yes, actually, yeah, we do that. Actually, I had a, I had a, I had a bartending <laughs> job when I was younger, and uh, there was, um, there was this couple that used to come in all the time, and it was the opposite of that, where the woman was really tall and the guy was like five, five. And he, she used to carry him under her arm like a. Not under like her arm. One night though, he got real drunk. And she did have to carry him out, and it was the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Aww. She had him like, like across her arms, like a baby. <laughs> wow. And she's a big, she's a big woman. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't just tall. She was burly, and she she picked this she picked this guy up. And I think carried him I up. think they prefer brawny. <laughs> she was a handsome woman. <laughs> We're going home, Michael. <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. He was one of those little scrappy guys. Yeah, you want to fight about it? <laughs> little tiny guy. Like, come on, you fucking maggot. Let's go. Guy, guy, guy. I'm from Quincy. I'll fucking, I'll punch up and kick your ass, you smack fucking. In, smack in the mouth. Hey, hey, shut you. You don't fucking talk about my wife. I know she's tall. Do you, do you, uh, I want to fight you, but you're kind of big. Do you have like a shorter brother I can beat up? <laughs> or like a, or like a sister or a kid? <laughs> Kicking the shin, you bitch. So anyway, that is uh, that is the story of Mount Willie. Uh, kind of a crazy situation, um, sort of a haunting place. If you ever go there, um, the Willie House no longer exists. It burned down, but there's a house. Uh, isn't, there like a a a isn't there like a foundation? Isn't like a foundation? The foundation is there. The and there, there used to be a there. chimney back when we were kids. We used to go and, up there. And, and, and you just gave them three chimney. bucks. Yeah. Anything in New Hampshire, if you stop, you just put three bucks in the box. That's right. And Park you, in. you take a look. And I, do that Glen, I do that at Glen Ellis Falls. When so you if are, like, any I go of you, Glen Ellis yeah. Falls and tra- that takes and three down. bucks. Yeah. yeah, you just yeah. like throw the money in the little parking into the space. water. Yeah. No, into the water, and then you're. Oh, you're so yes. Funny story about Glen Ellis Falls. We were all, we were all up there, me and my friends, um, and a friend Tom from the last podcast. We don't What's talk up, about anymore. Tom, hi Tom. We miss um, you. Could you be a producer? Tom again? and I, in the middle of August, decided we were going to go swing at the base of this waterfall because uh, it sounded like a good idea. You guys were swingers? Swimming, swimming. I thought you said swing. No, I was we say, that got weird. We swam at the base of the waterfall. Now I know so the, more about the, you than I want to. The water from Glen Ellis Falls comes from the top of Mount Washington. Obviously, we all know this, right? Which means it's cold as fuck. Yeah. Well. Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, when you jump into that water and you're not expecting cold as oh, fuck. Oh, no, I know. I've never felt more Irish in my entire life. You get life. shocked as fuck coming yeah. out of that water. It was frozen. But it was it was a fun time. I but, guess. yeah, I mean, the, the real fun is when you get out of the water and then you give birth to your own testicles. Remember uh, we went to the... We, we like walked on that frozen waterfall when we were. That was pretty awesome yeah, was, too. Why, we're reminiscent about shit that that people uh, don't probably don't care about. They they might find it fun. Anyway, long That's story the short, the end of the episode. If you guys, right. if you guys get a chance, if you if you're up in New Hampshire, go to the Willie House. Get yourself some weird beef jerky and a 302 sticker. Throw that on your car. Yes. That's how everybody knows you. You've been to New Hampshire mm-hmm, at least once. Mm-hmm. And uh, and check out the Willie House. It's or cool I break area. for moose. That's another one. I break for moose. Yeah. It's really, I mean, like, it's not even like a clever thing. Like, it's just something that you do because you don't want to die. No, you really yeah, do if, have to break for him. Well, because if you didn't break for a moose, you wouldn't be alive to get the bullet. Yeah, if you don't Sarge, break for a moose, you're fucked. Yeah. Sergeant and I almost died once. Big, they're big, pointy war horses. We, we, drove, mm-hmm. we drove through Moose Alley. We did. Two. That was the dumbest thing we and ever did. it was like did. three in the morning. Like, we Everybody's left the house like, at like, don't drive up yeah, there no, that was, late at night. And we're like, no, 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 we're going to be fine. It's only a three-hour ride. No, we're good. We're like 30 minutes from the Canadian border, but we're good. We're no, no big deal. Until a moose stood next to Jordan's compact car. It wasn't and a compact. I realized that not... we could have fit inside that moose. It was a together. sedan. And, and would have had plenty of room. I was driving standard. I downshifted because I was like, ah, oh, I got plenty of time to stop. And I did not have plenty of time to no, stop. No, you did we... not. Meanwhile, p- people in pickup trucks are fucking flying past us at like 90 miles an hour. Yeah, I'm going I'm going a cool 60 on Route 2. And I'm like... And I'm like, oh man, maybe I should speed up, but I keep hearing about all these moose that we'll that we'll find. I don't want to hit one and die. And then, wouldn't you know it, yeah. we almost hit one and died. Weird, dumb-looking, pointy horses just everywhere. And she was like, because it, it was a she, because she didn't have the antlers. Yeah, she just did not give a fuck. She was like, yeah, she like, I got out of the car because I wanted to puke, and uh, Sarge had to smoke a cigarette uh, back when he still did that. And um, I was like, I, I, like, I physically, like, my hands were shaking. Yes, yeah, was, we were, was, we were, a, we were both kind of tuned up from that experience because we literally almost drove into this thing. And when you hit a moose, it's not like when you hit a deer where like your car gets a little fucked up, but you'll be all right. And a the moose, deer is like really fucked up. A yeah. moose ends we'll your car. You. 
Yeah. And then well, the moose like kind of shakes it off and walks away. Yeah, they don't care. You hit him at the. You hit a moose at the legs. That's a ton. A little literal ton of animal following your windshield. Yeah, it's insane. And you it's die. absolutely insane. Yeah. So that was a fun. That was a fun time. Hitting it like when you encounter a moose when you're driving in New Hampshire, it's like encountering uh, literally anyone in Boston at a crosswalk. They just daring you to hit them. I, mean, I don't <laughs> use street. I don't use fucking stoplights. I'm gonna do whatever the goddamn hell I want. Do it right away. What are you doing? And the horn doesn't do shit for them. They're like, yeah, I'm not impressed by your horn, pal. <laughs> yeah, the moose is like, I'm louder. All right, so uh, that's the story. That's uh, the Willie House. If you need more information, you can just Google the Willie family tragedy. There's a ton of information online about it. Um, there's a great article from the Conway Sun, um, which is it's a digital version. Um, there's a couple of really interesting weather-based articles about it as well, but long story short, it's a really interesting story. I only slightly did it justice. Going there and actually seeing the place is pretty amazing, but uh, the next best thing is looking at the sketches that they drew of the Willie House because it's pretty fascinating too. I think we should do uh, The Legend of Mount Chikorwinicht. Oh, that. That's a fun I don't one. Know. I don't know if that's a, maybe, maybe not a whole episode, but that's a really interesting Yeah, we could do a couple one. of Native American legends from New Hampshire. That'd be good. That might be interesting. That one's yeah. a fun one. How about this? Hey, hey, fans, tell us what you want to hear. Listen They're to the episode and that. then tweet at uh, C underscore G underscore supernormal. Underscore is the one where you hit the shift and then the hyphen in case. Or leave a comment on the blog post on brandonsports.com or leave something on iTunes. Find a way to get in touch with us. Or, I don't know, use that goddamn email address I keep shouting out. Yeah, I'll be keep getting there as spam. And Maynard's porn. It's the weird uh, Russian stop one. Stop emailing yourself thing. porn and just go on Chrome like a grown-up. Yeah, use your phone, I, man. You, can, you, you can't get that sort of stuff on your phone. Okay, well, they, they, we gotta go. You just make, uh, call, you make calls No one that, is listening right? to this at this point. Yeah, you're welcome and we're sorry, I guess. <laughs>